0: You're probably familiar with the idea of reintroducing endangered animals back into the bush. It's sometimes called rewilding, and it's being done here in Australia with numbats and bilbies or betongs, for instance. Nothing like this has ever been tried before with sharks. In a global first involving 15 countries, including Australia, there's an attempt to reintroduce and rebuild populations of zebra sharks into the stunning protected waters of Raja Ampat in Indonesia's southwest Papua province. Their lives begin in Sydney, where there's a precious batch of zebra shark eggs waiting to be flown to Indonesia to help restart the population, as Belinda Summer reports. If
1: you've been to an aquarium or you're a keen diver on the Great Barrier Reef, you've probably seen a zebra shark. Confusingly, they're also known as leopard sharks and in Indonesia, they're called starfruit sharks. They're slow-moving and they're patterned with pale yellow stripes with dark blotches.
0: Can you see all these spots? Look, is. Look. Martha, look at them. <laughs> <fish. laughs> look it. at them. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them.
1: Laura Simmons is the regional curator at Sydney's Sea Life Aquarium. The zebra sharks
2: are a striking, beautiful species. Being a bottom dweller, they are a little bit flat on the bottom side, and then of course, they have the typical shark look of having dorsal fins and big pectoral fins. And yeah, it's mainly that tail that always makes them seem so striking from a distance because they are graceful little
1: swimmers, and those tails are like big, long ribbons. From South Africa to Australia and as far north as Japan, zebra sharks once cruised the seafloor close to reefs. Their populations are quite robust here in Australia,
2: um, primarily because we have such strong fisheries management arrangements. These animals have been protected from fishing for many, many years and, and that has helped keep
1: their population stable and healthy. And what's the situation facing zebra sharks in the rest of the world, particularly to the waters north of us?
2: Yes, um, the rest of the zebra sharks around the world are known to be endangered. Some are critically endangered, and the ones just north of us, the ones that we are hoping to help protect and reintroduce to strengthen the populations are the ones um, in the West Papua, Indonesia region. It is very rare to see them. It is very rare to see eggs, juveniles. Uh, Basically, the population uh, has been deemed to be no longer genetically or sustainably viable. So that's where the zebra shark should be living. And unfortunately, due to one single factor, which was unregulated or Illegal fishing practices, specifically targeting the zebra shark uh, for their
1: fins and for meat. Um, that's the only reason for their decline. In the mid 2000s, Indonesia enforced a series of marine protection zones covering Raja Ampat's beautiful islands and deep blue waters where the Indian and Pacific oceans meet. Marine species and corals are now recovering in this biodiversity hotspot but zebra sharks are still nowhere to be found. They are, however, well represented in public aquariums. Laura Simmons.
2: So we've got our big pregnant female in front of us. Her name is Zimba. That's our our female name, Zimba. She's one of our breeding girls. And then the male that's swimming across in front of us now is Gohan. And he's quite famous because he's already fathered quite a few animals in his day. And then the one resting in the background is one of our newest additions, not only to our habitat, but also to the Star Project.
1: His name is Leo. Leo, Zimba and Gohan's fertilised eggs will soon be sent from Sydney's Sea Life Aquarium to Raja Ampat. They're part of a pioneering global project called ReShark. We don't
2: always catch them in in action, uh, it, and sometimes they can be a bit sneaky, but the, the goal would be, if he has bred with our females and fertilized eggs that they're carrying, then those eggs will be, once they're laid by our females, we hold them for a certain number of days to, to verify that they actually are fertilized and viable. Once we see a little embryo is wiggling in them, Time is of the essence. At week 10 is when we like to ship the eggs to Raja Ampat, and we have until week 15 uh, to ship them because that's kind of the sweet spot for sending the the eggs to Raja Ampat, to our hatcheries, where they'll be raised for the rest of their incubation time.
1: This
2: is where we still have our shark egg holding tanks, so we'll actually get to see
1: them up close. You know, sometimes when you're walking along a beach in Australia and you find that little spiral, They're they're different to that. Can you describe them? The
2: spirally eggs are our Port Jackson shark eggs. So the uh, zebra shark eggs are almost double that size and they're a bit more teardrop shaped. They're a bit more um, elongated. They're a bit flat, kind of compressed laterally, but they're a good size. I don't know, most people look at them and think they look a little bit like a piece of wood um, because of the texture and colour.
1: Nisha Ishida is a marine scientist for the re-shark project in Raja Ampat. She's already released four zebra pups into the wild, and she's keen for more eggs.
3: We want to get them to Indonesia as quick as possible so they can acclimatise to Indonesian water as fast as possible.
1: They'll do that in hatcheries built by Papuan locals, and the hungry shark pups will be cared for by specially trained aquarists known as shark nannies.
3: And then they start to feed live food straight away until they're about 50 centimeter, and then they'll go to the pop tanks and get RFID tag, which is the same tag that you give to dogs and cats, basically a little microchip. They will acclimatize to the pop tank until they know how to kind of hunt snails inside the tank, and then they'll go to the pan to basically get along with other fish in the wild, but in a controlled environment and still supplement with food. And then they, after 70 centimeter, they they'll get a acoustic tag and then after that, they'll released after 80 centimeter. With
1: so much effort, it would be devastating for all involved to lose these zebra shark to illegal fishing. But Nisha says the patrols and the fierce local pride in the project are effective.
3: 2013 or 14 they put in place of the fully protection for sharks and rays and it's been well enforced ever since it's one of the most well enforced marine ticket area in southeast asia and you can see the actual result of it it's one of the few places in the world that um, marine biodiversity is actually getting better sites that are, are completely bombed back in the 2000 it's on coral reef now with every uh, trophic levels in the food chain. Shark population have rebounded. Of course, not all of them, but a majority of the reef sharks have rebounded. And it clearly shows the effort that's been done there.
1: Shark, which is an international collective of government and conservation groups, is looking to apply the same rewilding approach to other critically endangered shark or ray species in places that offer protection. But for the moment... Nisha would like Leo, Gohan, and Zimba to keep getting on.
3: Our ultimate goal is definitely to have a healthy, genetically diverse population of zebra shark uh, in Rajabad, And we will achieve that by shipping in 500 eggs in the next 5 to 10 years. Yeah, so that's basically the goal, to have a healthy population by the 10th or 20th year. (laughs) And it's, it's a big pride um, for West Papua, uh, Raja Ampat and Indonesia in general to have this project uh, be based in our country um, and it's a world's first as well. So it's
0: amazing. Nisha Ishida, ending that lovely report by Belinda Summer. She's the project manager for the ReShark project in Indonesia. And have a look at some of the landscape, the pictures of uh, Raja Ampat. My goodness, it's stunning. Uh, apparently, it translates into English as the four kings. It's truly majestic.